All right, folks. Well, welcome aboard Wednesday Night Edition, Philip Ward Show. You know, I think it's about time that we got you caught up on the uh, the trial that it seems like the whole a lot of the country is watching is the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, and 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 dates matter. Now, I am by no means any legal expert at all. I didn't go to law so I don't uh, law school. I don't study law. I mean, I'm a I'm a, I'm a talk show host. This is what I like to do for a living. So I got a lot of expert uh, analysis to come. Um, and I think when it comes to trials, like the high profile trials, like this one is, I think it's better to report the facts of the case. I think dates matter. Now, remember the date that, that uh, is in question here is August 25th, 2020. I also think context matters a lot. August 25th, 2020. In Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now remember, it was Black Lives Matter rioting in huge, major American cities. Put yourself back into that, you know, um, time frame when all we saw was burning and rioting and and looting. And I mean, the country. Well, you talk about it being divided now. I mean, it was so divided um, last year, especially in the summertime. So that's when the shootings, the shootings occurred. We have two people that are dead. Anthony Huber, uh, Huber is the one uh, is the one guy's name, uh, and and we have background on this guy. I mean, it, you know, it's tragic anytime an American citizen loses their life. I mean, it, it, bigger picture, it's tragic when anyone loses their life. But we we have to bring you the background. It to be to be fair. To the, to, to the prosecution, to the defense, to be fair to, to Kyle Rittenhouse as well. We have to give you the context behind everyone involved in the matter. Now remember at the time, Kyle Rittenhouse is currently 18 years old. He is an 18-year-old boy. He was 17 years old when this occurred. And you had the mainstream media. Just slandering him and libeling him. It was disgusting the way they treated him. They rushed to judgment on this kid, just like they did. If you remember back in the um, uh, Covington uh, Catholic, the, the high school, the boy, Nicholas Sandman, and how all he was doing was wearing a Make America Great Again hat, so he automatically had to be the bad guy. You know, it wasn't the guy, I think his name was uh, Nathan Phillips or something like that. The guy who was banging on the drum who was ended up, it was that he was provoking them. And Nicholas Sandman sued and made a ton of money off of our mainstream media because they rushed to judgment. I have a feeling that Kyle Rittenhouse is going to make a lot of money off of our mainstream media just like Nicholas Sandman did because they rushed to judgment again. That's all they do in the mainstream media. And by the way, I mean, this was a white kid with a gun. Automatically, in our mainstream media, he is perceived to be the bad guy. It's uh, it's almost exactly like the way that they treat all Republicans. So, Anthony Huber, uh, he died. Joseph uh, Rosenbaum is the other guy's name. Now, he died as well. Now, it, it, it was Wisconsin right now is the website. Now, they released they, the headline of their piece, Why We've Decided to Tell You the Criminal Records of the Men Shot in Kenosha. Because I'll give you a, a kind of a spoiler here. They weren't very good people. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that they deserve to die. 
but it in in um you know in the spirit of fairness it, we should give you the background behind these two guys now engage Grosskreutz is the other person named. He's the other one that Kyle Rittenhouse shot on August 25th. He is still alive, and he was the star witness for the prosecution. And he just destroyed their entire argument. And even you know, there was one guy from the prosecution literally had his head in his hands. He couldn't believe how bad it is. And it's only gone from bad to worse for the prosecution and um, uh, the prosecutor Binger uh, is this guy's name. The judge in the case, uh, Kenosha County Circuit Judge uh, Bruce Schrader. <laughs> Actually, his ringtone, his phone went off today. And it was God bless the USA. I mean, it, you can't make things like that up. But this judge, he's been, he's been fair. He's been impartial. I don't think he showed any bias at all. I mean, the uh, MSDNC crowd is going crazy. Oh, and by the way, scumbag has got to be the best term probably the nicest term that i can use to describe lebron james i'm getting ready i'm trying to prep the program tonight get all the facts of the case and the trial and what's been going on with it and lebron james decides to tweet i'll tell you what I'll, we'll get to lebron's tweet um in a second it's just it's just beyond disgusting now there's some common misconceptions that you'll hear from the mainstream media right you'll hear well this guy he was carrying a rifle and he drove across state lines okay so kyle rittenhouse is from antioch it's it's in illinois literally all you have to do if you have an iphone you know people with android you know i'm not judging or anything but i would be honest i'm an iphone guy i think iphones are, are really good to be honest if you all you do is gps just look it up the drive from kenosha to kenosha wisconsin from antioch uh illinois it is literally a 30 minute drive so all of that when you hear well you drove across state lines will run that's just talking points that all it is and i almost guarantee you you will always hear that in the mainstream media now I want to give you some context before we go into sort of some of the facts of the case, facts of the case and the updates and what's been going on throughout the whole trial. So Wisconsin right now is the website. They write why we've decided to tell you the criminal records of the men shot in Kenosha. Now, this guy here, they write, we think the public is entitled to know all of the context to properly understand what unfolded that night. The Kenosha County District Attorney has charged Kyle Rittenhouse, who was 17 at the time, with first degree intentional homicide in the shooting death of Anthony M. Huber with first degree reckless. Now, these are all the charges that Rittenhouse is facing. First degree reckless homicide in the shooting death of Joseph D. Rosenbaum, excuse me, isn't it Rosenbaum, and with attempted first degree intentional homicide for wounding Gage Grosskreutz. Now, we'll start with this Joseph D. Rosenbaum. Joseph Don Rosenbaum lived in Kenosha. He had an open case for misdemeanor bail jumping that was filed on July 30th, 2020. Rosenbaum also had open misdemeanor cases for battery, domestic abuse, and disorderly conduct, domestic abuse. Now listen to this. Newly released documents obtained by Wisconsin right now from uh, in Arizona, the clerk of, of courts 
confirm Rosenbaum was charged, get this now, by a grand jury with 11 counts of child molestation, inappropriate sexual activity with children, with children now, including anal rape. The victims were five boys ranging in age from 9 to 11 years old. What a disgusting scumbag this guy was. He was convicted of two amended counts as part of a plea deal. News articles say Joseph Rosenbaum, father of a two-year-old girl, was 36. Uh, no Joseph Rosenbaum is found on the Wisconsin Sex offend, uh, Offender Registry right now, but he may have been removed because he's deceased. Screenshots and city databases show that he was on the registry for sexual contact with a minor case out of Arizona. So that's the one person that was uh, allegedly killed by Kyle Rittenhouse. That was Rosenbaum. As far as Anthony Huber goes, New York Post writing last week, Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyer, and by the way, um, his lawyer uh, is this guy, uh, Chira, Chira Fisi, I believe is the proper way to pronounce it. Corey is Corey Chira Fisi, um, is Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyer. So he he says, Huber, this Anthony Huber guy, the other person who oh, died um, on that night, Huber told his brother that if he did, listen to this, right? Huber told his, bro, his own brother that, quote, if he didn't start cleaning a room in his house, he was going to gut him like a pig. Chirafisi uh, also raised 26-year-old Huber's violent past outside of a jury's presence on the fifth day of the Kenosha homicide trial. Huber allegedly sat back while uh, sat back watching the brother and his grandmother clean while threatening to kill his own brother if he stopped. Huber grabbed his brother by the neck, dug his nails in and choked him for approximately 10 seconds. He put a knife to his brother's left ear, and his brother felt it cut. Shirafasi told the judge, Huber said, quote, I'm going to burn the house down with all of you effers in it. So again, folks, this is not to say that these people deserve to die, but they were, they were not good people. I mean, are you kidding me? These are what these two, and notice, notice that they were there to riot too, Huber and Rosenbaum, because they wanted the chaos, the destruction, the anarchy that we saw in our streets. They wanted that to continue. They loved every single second of it. They are leftists. They buy into liberalism. They are liberalism 101. We like to cause destruction because we are so unhappy. We are such disgusting pigs and scumbags that this is all we have in our life though that is what liberalism is I, the, the, these guys really they were good people tucker carlson just now on fox news quote a rapist called joseph rosenbaum was released from a mental hospital then went directly to join the mob that was burning downtown kenosha rosenbaum died as he lived trying to touch an unwilling minor. It's disgusting. Now, even Propaganda News, CNN, writing, according to a criminal complaint, Huber 
reached for the suspect's gun with his uh, written house uh, for the written house's gun with his hand while holding he had a skateboard in another as Hubert tried to grab the gun the so, so I mean he's literally trying to take his gun the written house pointed it at his body and fired one round Huber was seen staggering around, away, then fell to the ground. He died from his gunshot wound, according to the complaint. I mean, folks, the the prosecution, the their case, their argument here is so flawed. It is failing miserably. Now, now that you know the background behind this all, I'm gonna give you the facts of the case. So, the New York Post writes today, and again, from a, a, a legal standing legal experts opinions and how they you know report the news of the case i'm i'm not gonna play a legal expert here on the philip ward show it ain't gonna happen and i read it for you i want you to make up your own mind in the case so five takeaways from kyle rittenhouse's explosive testimony rittenhouse took the stand in his own defense during his murder trial today in a stunning move maintaining that he was acting in self-defense when he killed two men and injured another during a night of unrest. Again, this was August 25th, 2020. Rittenhouse, now 18, facing three felony charges for the shootings, told jurors during his testimony the only reason he was in Kenosha that night, again, a 30-minute drive from his house, was that to render was to render first aid to demonstrators, put out fires, and protect businesses. Now, while Rittenhouse was testifying today, he broke down and started crying. When Rittenhouse's attorney, Mark Richards, initially began questioning him, Rittenhouse remained defiant and composed as he calmly explained his, action, his actions during last year's mayhem. He says that, quote, that's when I run. And then after that, he just, he, he broke down. He started crying. Um, Judge Schrader, uh, again, this is Kenosha County Circuit Judge Bruce Schrader told Ray, he said, you know, just relax. Then he had a 10 minute um, break. And then uh, before, uh, as the jury uh, were leaving, Rittenhouse and his mother were still visibly and audibly crying as they left. Many of the jurors looked at the teen with apparent sympathy. The Chicago Tribune reporting that. Rittenhouse said he didn't do anything wrong when he fatally shot two people and injured a third. Now, during Mark Richards' questioning and what was happening around him. The teen said, demonstrator Joshua Zeminski, who was charged with firing a gun into the air moments before Rittenhouse opened fire, and another individual screaming, quote, get his ass, get his ass. That's what this person was screaming following the fatal shooting of Rosenbaum. Rittenhouse says, I thought the safest option would be to go to North Down Sheridan to turn myself into law enforcement down there. He said, I continue to run after hearing people say, now this is after saying, get his ass, quote, cranium him, get him, kill him. People were screaming. By the way, what, aren't we supposed to believe? Now, there you cranium him, kill him, get him. Well, I swear that the mainstream media told us that these protests were all peaceful. Remember, there was a fire. Well, it's, 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 it's kind of unruly, but there's a fire going on behind me. MSDNC, egghead-looking fool. Now, the, again, we heard it was nothing but peaceful. All peaceful protests, right? 
Well, really, these people are so peaceful, yelling, get him, kill him, cranium him. It's interesting. When asked why he was going to police, Rittenhouse said it was because he had done he had nothing to hide. Quote, I didn't do anything wrong. I defended myself. I did what I had to do to stop the person who was attacking me by killing them. Now, even though Rittenhouse, now, um, this is, again, just total fair. You might say, oh, there, there goes Philip. Yep, there he is, defending Rittenhouse. Well, even Rittenhouse said he was there to render aid, but he didn't help the people that he shot. This was um, a, a, assistant district attorney. Now, this is Thomas Binger, who, I mean, is just making himself look like a total idiot throughout this whole trial. Quote, you knew you were being interviewed by the media when you said this lie. By the way, admitted, he said, yes. This lie that he talks about is Rittenhouse said that he was a certified EMT. Well, he was actually a cadet with the Antioch Fire Department in Illinois. While he learned some first aid skills, um, he said to numerous people that he wasn't an EMT, even though he wasn't certified. Uh, and, and, and by the way, you know, here, a 17-year-old kid, right, who's learning EMT classes, says he, he was a cadet for the Antioch Fire Department. I mean, in that situation, he, he, I, I kind of believe like some people would take his word for it. I mean, if he knows the skills, the first aid skills to help people and help them keep their lives and, and, and this is what this guy, this is the best that he's got to try to get him to, to lie to that, to hurt his credibility. I mean, it's so weak. Um, now, as Binger continued to question Rittenhouse, he threw the teen's testimony about wanting to help people back in his face when he asked him if he rendered aid to those he'd shot. Binger asked, he's lying there face down on the ground. He's talking about Rosenbaum here after Rittenhouse um, allegedly shot him. He's laying there face down on the ground. Correct? Right now said yes. He says, well, well, you you proclaimed yourself that night to be a medic, an EMT. You told everyone that, right? And Rittenhouse answered. He said, yeah. Uh, the ADA noted that the location of the shooting was across the street from a hospital. Instead of helping Rosenbaum to get medical care, Rittenhouse, he said Rittenhouse's, quote, first thought was to run away. Well, written, oh, and by the way, he asked, he asked, he said, well, why are you running? And he said, well, uh, there was a fire. And he said, well, there's fires all around. So, I mean, <laughs> that's how bad the prosecution has been. He says, uh, Rittenhouse says, my first thought was to help. And that Binger says, well, you didn't. You didn't do anything to help him. You didn't do a single thing, did you? Well, Rittenhouse says, uh, the crowd started to scream, get him, get him get him. I didn't want to stay there with the crowd building and the mob advancing on me. Oh uh, yeah, I think like any sane person would do. If you have an entire mob coming at you yelling cranium. By the way, cranium is a, it was a shot to the head. That's what cranium him means. Get him, kill him. Yeah, I think you're going to run out of there and, and go find the police officers. Um, the prosecution tried to introduce evidence that was inadmissible, prompting a harsh admonishment from the judge and a request for a mistrial by the defense. So what the prosecute, what Binger and the prosecution want here is they want a mistrial without prejudice, right? And if that were to occur, and by the way, this judge is not going for it at all. I'll give you some um, examples of it in a second here. 
But if they were to get a mistrial without prejudice, that means like the whole trial can start over. And and uh, basically that Rittenhouse can be retried. This one here, uh, forget about it. Like it's just done. That's what they want. So during Binger's cross-examination, the assistant district attorney attempted to bring up a past event that the judge had previously ruled was inadmissible. You can't use it. It's done. It's not valid in a pretrial order. Quote, you have previously indicated that you wished you had your AR-15 to protect someone's property, correct? Binger asked Rittenhouse. Well, at that point, the judge halted proceedings and asked the jury to leave the room so he could admonish Binger for the question. Now, and, and by the way, Binger asked uh, after Rittenhouse testified that deadly force shouldn't be used to protect property. So Schroeder yelling now, I mean, it really be a kind of yelling at Binger is saying, you know very well that an attorney can't go into these types of areas where the judge has already ruled without asking outside of the presence of the jury to do so. So don't give me that, he says. Binger explained, well, he, he was trying to impeach Rittenhouse on his own testimony by bringing up a past event where the defendant allegedly said he wanted to shoot shoplifters and thus believed deadly force should be used to protect property while Schrader shot back at that. Just because someone did something on one occasion doesn't mean they're going to do it on another occasion. He says, quote, this is propensity evidence. I said at the time. I, I said at the time that I made that ruling, and I'll repeat again now for you. I see no similarity between talking about wishing you had your AR gun, which you don't have, so you can fire rounds at these thought to be shoplifters and the incidents in these cases. Now, when he mentions prop, uh, propensity evidence, let me give you the definition of that. Propensity character evidence, the use of evidence of a person's character or trait of character to prove that he has a propensity to act in a specific manner and thus that he likely acted in conformity with that propensity at the time of an alleged pretrial wrong. So for instance, evidence that a defendant charged with a crime of violence had a reputation for being violent would be propensity character evidence. Um, this is because it would be used to prove his propensity for acting violently and his likely conformity with that propensity at the time of the crime charge. And folks, I'm, I'm right there with you. I've had enough of saying the word propensity. So um, also, uh, this is an everydayevidence.org. Uh, again, I mean, look up the facts of the case. Like I said, I'm no legal expert. I'm just giving you all the facts. Propensity evidence and its perils. Propensity evidence is extremely prejudicial to defendants because it creates an easy and acceptable belief in the prosecution's case. They acted bad before, so they acted bad again this time. So basically, it, it's almost like uh, Binger was trying to say, well, well, this is kind of premeditated. You talked about this before, so obviously you're going to act this way. The judge also said, I commented at the time, I don't see the similarities, and I don't see the similarities now. Now, Politico, writing today, along with the AP, either way, liberal, you know, mainstream media, you get it. You get it. State-run media, I should say. Headline, Rittenhouse murder case thrown into jeopardy by mistrial bid. 
So the murder case against Kyle Rittenhouse was thrown into jeopardy today when his lawyers asked for a mistrial over what appeared to be out-of-bounds questions asked of Rittenhouse by the chief prosecutor. Again, that being Binger. The judge did not immediately rule on the request. And during uh, cross-examination, we've been through all this before. The prosecutor posed this question about Rittenhouse's silence after his arrest. Uh, at that, the jury was ushered out of the room. Sir, uh, Circuit Judge Bruce Schrader, uh, Schroeder loudly, loudly, excuse me, and angrily asked, accused Banger of pursuing an improper line of questioning, trying to introduce testimony that the judge earlier ruled that he was inclined to prohibit. Now, written, this is the most important part about it. Rittenhouse lawyer Corey Chirafisi all but suggested prosecutors might be deliberately trying to cause a mistrial because this one is quote going badly for the prosecution and it wants a do-over the defense asked for a mistrial with prejudice that would now the difference between so the mistrial without prejudice means it, it just starts all over basically this has been so bad for the prosecution that they want to start all over for the defense if a mistrial with prejudice would be granted that would mean written that it's over and Rittenhouse cannot be retried. Now, Binger uh, said he acted in good faith. The judge replied, Schrader again replying, I don't believe that. Now, the, pro I'll t the prosecution has been so bad, and I'll give you an example of why. This was on Monday. Now, their star witness was Gage Grosskreutz. That was the one that Rittenhouse shot, but he didn't die. He's the only protesters in Reuters, the only protester shot by Rittenhouse to survive. So under cross-examination by the defense, Grosskreutz said, Rittenhouse, listen to this now, Rittenhouse did not fire when his hands were up, only did so when he moved towards Rittenhouse with his pistol pointed at him. Now, as far as gun safety goes, right, by the way, Alec Baldwin could, could, could listen to this. You're not supposed to point a gun at someone unless your intent is to injure them or kill them. So that's what Grosskreutz did. And and Corey Cherfisi, to much to his credit, asks him, says, so it wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him with your gun, now your hands down pointed at him, that he fired, right? And Grosskreutz responds, correct. Now, the, the, the mainstream media is losing their minds over this. And, and, and I got the tweet written down here by LeBron James. Get to that in a second that he just tweeted out a couple hours ago. This is Tiffany Cross. She's the MSDNC host, Cross Connection, man. And she tweets this earlier. FYI, I don't care anything about this shooter's tears. This judge is clearly biased. Now... A few hours ago at this point, LeBron James responding to a video, USA Today, of Rittenhouse crying. Quote, what tears? I didn't see one. Man, knock it off. That boy ate some lemon heads before walking into court. I mean, what a scumbag you have to be. LeBron James knows nothing about this case, nothing about the trial at all. He knows nothing about what happened that night. All he's been hearing is liberals in the mainstream media saying that Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. That's all he's been hearing. The guy knows nothing else. Laura Ingram was so right. She told LeBron, shut up and dribble. That's exactly what she do. One of the biggest scumbags in this country. People look up to this idiot. What about China? 
I mean, this guy who defends China, right? Um, and by the way, how about, oh, President Joe Unity, we'll get to him uh, in a second. He was in Baltimore today, where, where Baltimore, when it comes to reading and math, yeah, they're not very good at all. Um, anyway, so Joe Unity Biden. Now, he tweeted this. Now, the first presidential debate last year was September 29th. I know it's a day before my birthday. Now, Joe Biden tweeted this with a video showing Kyle Rittenhouse and says on there, as we saw in Kenosha, it was uh, Chris Wallace's voice over it. And Joe Biden tweets this again with a, Kyle Rittenhouse is in this video. There's no other way to put it. The president of the United States refused to disavow white supremacists on the debate stage last night. There's the uh, top of character assassination. He's just automatically calling Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist. How about Hakeem Jeffries? Now he say he was he was during the um, uh, Trump impeachment trial, and he man he said man the president ain't above the law. There was Hakeem Jeffries tweets this: lock up Kyle Rittenhouse and throw away the key. A sitting member of Congress saying that. How terrible is that? I mean, it, folks, this is this is so. Oh, and by the way, um, the uh, the uh, event I already told you about with the judge and uh, Binger, that, that wasn't even the only time he admonished him. He did it again. Um, the judge. Uh, let me get. It was this in the Hill here. I got a lot, ton of. I tell you, if one day I'll show the desk in front of so many papers. Anyway. So uh, Bruce Schrader warned Binger when he questioned Rittenhouse on his why he chose to remain silent about the uh, the incident. Says, quote, the problem is this is a grave constitutional violation for you to talk about the defendant's silence. He says, you're you're right on the borderline. You may be over it, but it better stop. He says, I was astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post arrest silence. That's basic law. It's been basic law in this country for 40, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. I mean, this judge, to me, it seems like, and then he tries to answer back, Binger, well, that was before the defendant's testimony, Your Honor. And he says, don't get brazen with me. He says, you know very well that attorneys can't go into these types of areas when the judge has already ruled without asking outside the presence of the jury to do so. Don't give me that, he says. And and, and then uh, Schroeder says uh, he didn't want to have a, quote, another issue for the duration of the trial. Now, uh, Phil Turner, uh, former prosecutor in Chicago, literally saying uh, that the prosecution in the Kyle Renhouse trial may be hoping for a mistrial without prejudice. Uh, Phil Turner says that it, things are not going well for the prosecutors in the Rittenhouse case. Uh, he says that the case was going poorly for the prosecutors and the events uh, today may have made for an even steeper climb for the state of Wisconsin. He says, quote, they're flailing. They're trying to do anything possible. So, you know, for, and listen, folks, I I have no sort of the uh, horses in this race, you know, I, I I just want justice to be served. Kyle Rittenhouse, to me, is innocent. But if it was, you know, if it was a Black Lives Matter person, he'd be innocent. You're always innocent until proven guilty in this country. I mean, if you have the standard for 
you don't even you can't you can't even look at it as democrats and republicans liberals and conservatives everyone is innocent until proven guilty right that's you the right to a fair trial this is all in our constitution this is all what makes this country so great but then you have the mainstream media who immediately jump to conclusion they rush ahead they make it look like they know everything all the facts of the case everything about the trial and they don't i mean you got jeffrey tubin on cnn who was caught masturbating on a zoom call i'm not even sure he was caught masturbating he was just doing it forget it well all right i guess i'll just do this then who thinks that way calling kyle rittenhouse an idiot i mean this is an 18 year old kid you gotta be a it's just it's a, it really it really to quote a phrase really borrow a phrase it grinds my gears it really does um so you know we'll we'll continue to give you updates um on the trial as it goes now we got to turn our attention to 28 percent kamala because they, let, let me read you the headline get ready for this kamala harris panned for using franche autant to french scientists while touring parisian lab she said now kamala harris my god i mean she is so cringe it 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 how you can vote for this woman is beyond me she says in government we campaign with the plan she's uppercase t uppercase p the plan the plan and just over and over again in this franche account i mean it is it is I mean, that, that, that away, Kamala, that'll get your poll numbers up. Total joke. Joe Unity in Baltimore today, quote, this is an exact quote from Joe. You can't make it up. Did you ever think you'd, you'd be paying this much for a gallon of gas? Well, again, Joe, we don't have to. This is all on you, you old stupid idiot. Also, uh, it says, oh, Americans are, oh, we're facing higher prices and, and, and long delays. He says, and then he tries to give himself a little bit of credit, says that what he's doing is working. It's paying off in California when it comes to supply chains and how the uh, ships are just kind of sitting there. Well, he says that, and yet Business Insider this morning, headline, a record 111 container ships are floating off California's busiest ports despite biden's 24 schedule 24 7 schedule and looming fines. he is just he's so disconnected from reality he just he's blatantly lying to the american people that it's paying off it's not joe nothing is getting better and then again he repeats that he's obsessed with this story about parents taking their kids to mcdonald's how many times have you driven your kids to the parking lot of mcdonald's and sat there going off the mcdonald's internet so you could hear so you could hear what what joe nobody has done that this has not happened where he got that from it, it's just beyond me i haven't seen one person sitting in mcdonald's parking lot so they could get wi-fi not one and i'm sure that you We'll see this program. You haven't either. How about this? This is from the U.S. Energy Information Administration. Propane, yep, year over year, up 54%. Natural gas, up 30%. Heating oil, 43%. Electricity, electricity, up 6%. Therefore, Americans, and again, the middle class and the poor, the Americans that are getting hit hardest 
by Joe's, I don't even know if you want to call them energy policies or policies in general. Nothing's working under Joe Biden. Uh, CBS News reporting tonight. Prices are rising at the fastest pace in more than 30 years. Costs continuing to rise at a faster pace than hourly earnings. Americans are now paying more for shelter, food, fuel, medical care, cars, trucks, many other goods and services. Folks, nothing Joe Biden has done so far has helped this country. That's why I keep saying it's time to question Joe's motives. And then you get this today from the Pentagon in the Hill. The Pentagon saying, quote, dozens of family members of U.S. troops still in Afghanistan. How about that? The Pentagon confirmed dozens of family members of American troops remain in Afghanistan nearly three months after the U.S. ended its military mission in the country. John Kirby, Department of uh, DOD, Press Secretary. We believe it's certainly, most likely, in the dozens. Oh, all right. I mean, that that's great, right? And and what did Joe Biden say about all this? You go back to his remarks. August 31st. Remember, that was the deadline when American, when he said, oh, well, we're, we're leaving Afghanistan. Now, even though he said, if there's still people left, well, well, we'll stay. We'll have to stay. Well, no, he didn't stay. He just abandoned Americans, dozens, hundreds of Americans at this point in time. But he said this on August 31st, quote, as we turn the page on the foreign policy that has guided our nation, the by the way, he says guided our, na uh, our nation the last two decades, we've got to learn from our mistakes. So how about that, folks? The president of the United States, and this was all, this was all his order, this was all Joe, he didn't listen to his generals, didn't listen to his military commanders, no. All Joe Biden says, as we turn the page on this issue, on Afghanistan, as we might as well say, as we turn the page on Americans who are stranded and abandoned and trapped behind enemy lines in Afghanistan, that's it. We just turn the page, I'm done with it, and we as a country are done with it as well. I mean, it's, it's, it's disgusting, it's abhorrent, but it's Joe Unity Biden. All of his policies so far, folks, have yet to benefit any single American. It's disgusting. Folks, there is good news, though. We do have 1,166 days left to go.